Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Joe Referring to the grandparent scam, Linda writes, guys, I work for MoneyGram, and part of my job is to try and educate our agents on not completing these types of transactions for customers. The stories I could tell you from across the U.S., which is my territory. This happens more than you could ever imagine. I'd like to think it won't happen to me. Uh, I guess that would depend on the severity of the drooling at that point. Well, and there was another emailer that had the same thought I did when this happened and directly affected my family. You know, with all of the government agencies that we have in this country, how could we not have one dedicated solely to making this not happen? I don't want more government. I know I don't either. I'm just saying we've got a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands. For obviously, we want efficient government, and that but that would be somewhere where they might shine and be efficient. I have evidence here that those of us in Garage Logic cannot make it up fast enough. Okay, you know how I've joked for years. LGB, what is it? LGBT. T. Well, I've always added about 15 more initials. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Canadian Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario has new information. They are going. Uh, they are uh, offering a new acronym. <sighs> I'm not making this up. L G G B D T T T I Q Q A A P P. What? What's I, that I, spell? I've been doing that as a bit. Yes, you It's have. now real. <sighs> L is lesbian. G is gay. G is gender queer. Uh, Wouldn't that be G Q? That's uh, denotes a person who does not subscribe to Q to conventional gender distinctions, but identifies with neither, both, or a combination of male and female. Queer is spelled with a Q, by the way, not a C. Isn't that what I said? GC. B, bisexual. Oh. D, demi, demisexual. Demisexual? Demi, What's that? Demisexual. Oh. Kenny. Yeah, Kenny's uh, a demisexual. A demisexual is a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection with someone. Isn't that basically true of anybody? Isn't Demi half? This used to be known as monogamous, but now we throw around the word sexual out of it. Okay. T transgender. T transsexual. T two spirit. Two spirit? Mm-hmm. Sounds very religious. Uh, it's another category no one on earth has ever heard of. Uh, this one is complicated. You have to be a Native American, and smoking a lot of peyote uh, could only help to understand what a two-spirit is. It appears to be a third gender not yet discovered by science and only found in Native American communities by gender studies majors who take adventure vacations and hang out in sweat lodges. What? Yep. Intersex. We used to call that hermaphrodite. Hmm. You'd have the two deals. Yeah. You know. Uh, 
queer. Uh, we always have been taught we shouldn't use that word because it's an insult, but it's an umbrella term to describe all the people who aren't normal. Uh, it's hard to tell. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So what's you can, normal? They're, I can't believe these people use the word normal. For them, normal doesn't exist. Right. So we can approach someone and say, are you queer? I guess. I always thought that was rather... Questioning. That's the cue. Uh, that's for people who are still deciding. Hey, what's your uh, hey, what's your current status? I'm Q. Well, uh, I'm questioning. Okay. Yeah. Not real sure. Okay. Asexual. Asexual is... That's uh, uh, the people who have no interest in anything. Huh. I used to be also known as people who are married, married. with kids. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Uh, A is for allies. Whoa. Right. These people aren't gay, queer, or even questioning. They're shielding themselves from the gay stopo squads who come around looking for people who aren't properly broadcasting their approval of the queer agenda. Pansexual. That's your P. Good cooks. <laughs> that's just a more confusing way to say bisexual. There really is no difference, only we pretend there is so we can use a word that reminds us of Greek mythology. You know, you know what's going to happen here? Hmm? They're, they're going to make so many of these that it's going to be so confusing that we're just going to hopefully end up going back to... How far ahead of the curve were we? Two genders. How far ahead of the bleeping curve were we? You, call, you called it. Well, we all that's did. That's why garage logic is... So popular and a, a way of life that you can live by. Polyamorous. Polyamorous? Okay. <laughs> Polyamorous. I'll, I'll defer to you. Okay. Smart That's boy. like uh, microbial. No, microbial. <laughs> microbial. microbial. You got the microbials? What things? was it? The poly, what's it What's it called? Polyamorous. Is that what you use, like the fixident? No, That's it's, for I think birds. you use it on Teflon pans. Gotcha. These people are basically leftover hippies who miss communes or hardcore Mormons. Either way, they are people who like to have more than one partner, sometimes at the same team. Time. Team or, well, or team. Punching your own vowels. Uh, yeah. So now I don't have to make it up anymore. Ooh. According to the Canadian Elementary Teachers Federation in Ontario, uh, it's... Uh, and I wonder if in Canada they can't do that. Come on, boys and girls, time for class. Let me here. see if you guys can. It's L G G B D T T T I Q Q A A P. L is what, Matt? Uh, lesbian. G is what? Gay. Uh, G is also what? Gender queer. Yep. B. Um. Ooh. B. Bisexual. Bisexual. Okay. D. D is. Don't know. Demisexual. Demisexual. That was the one. And the first of the three T's in a row. Transsexual. Well, that's second. Transgender. Transgender. Transsexual. Two spirit. Two spirit. That's the Native American. Right. That I've never heard of having been around a Native American for the last how many years? I. Uh, Intersexual. Yep. Yep. Q. First of two Q's. Q. uh, Questioning. Well, queer and questioning. Oh, queer and questioning. A. Asexual. And A. Um, Come on, there's going to be a test um, on this. Um, allies. Allies. That's right, allies. P. Uh, polyamorous. Nope, pansexual. Oh, the cook, I forgot. Actually, they forgot what? a P in here. 
It's L-G-G-B-D-T-T-T-I-Q-Q-A-A-P-P because they got a second P, polyamorous. What if you confuse the polyamorous. order? Polyamorous. You know, if, if someone says, well, what are you? And you say Q, and they say, well, which one? Are you the first Q? We got to make sure you know your list, too. It's like an eye chart. Queer and questioning. And there's, what, three T's? There's three T's. So if they say, are you the second T or the third T? I'm the third T. I'm two-spirit. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Why are they making this? Elementary so Teachers confusing. Federation of Ontario. Uh, inclusiveness training for the uh, teachers, for executive stewards and other interested <clears throat> members, featuring a presentation by Dr. Barb Perry of You Quit and Durham P Flag. Monday, I don't know what that means. I have no idea what this means. Uh, our goal is to become more familiar with current language, sensitive to current issues, and to share best practices in supporting our LGGBDTTTIQQAAPP peers and students. I can't make it up. I can't. Uh, fewer than 1% of ET. FO members, I don't know what that means, are open with their identities, though some surveys suggest as much as half the public secretly identifies as LBGTQRMPPOBWXYZ. If we want students to succeed, if we want to reduce staff anxiety and stress, we need to create a much more welcoming and accepting environment. Find out how. Space is limited to reserve your seat. RSVP to Andrea Mushta. Okay. Uh, wouldn't this create more anxiety and stress? Yes. Uh, tenfold. I mean, I've memorized the counties of Minnesota. I can't do L-G-G-B-D-T-T-T-I-Q-Q-A-A-P-P. I don't blame you. I, and I'm not going to. I, I don't even think I could familiarize myself with the list after going over and over and over. You know, son, the center is not holding. I just wasn't made for these times. You're not kid. Was I? No, you were not made for these times. No. I wasn't made for this computer screen either. Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere's. Take that Canadian orchestra done. You can do that. Tony. Hey, hey Joe. Hi. I just wanted to verify something. You kind of blew across a sentence there, and I thought you said that they estimate half the population identifies with this LGBTQDR. Well, here's their BS. Here's their BS sentence. Uh, some surveys suggest as much as half of the public secretly identifies as LGBTQRRPPONMB. Okay, that is exactly what. Where on God green earth are these surveys? What? That is such a load of BS. It's unbelievable. Well, absolutely, it is. But all of this is BS. Well, yeah, that's this is true. But yeah. I've discovered I'm I'm all of them, so I'm, I really don't feel good. All right, thank you. L-G-G-B-D-I-T-T-T-I-Q-Q-A-A-P-P. Why? You said before, uh, did you see uh, over the weekend, the uh, apparently it was an elderly gal who drove her car through a, a storefront in Excelsior? 
I missed this. Yeah, and with some uh, force, it it really smashed the store up, okay. and uh, some employees were hurt. Oh. Everyone will live. Uh, <clears throat> it was described as an accident. Hit the, uh, hit the gas instead of the brake deal? Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, no details have been released. It happened in Louisville, Kentucky uh, over the weekend as well. Hmm. Uh, a Louisville family is shaken up but unharmed uh, after a truck slammed into the front of their house. Uh, the driver was a 10-year-old girl. What? Who said she did it on purpose. Oh, boy. On purpose? You talk about the center not holding? Right. It sounded like a bomb went off, said Joshua Pate, whose home was damaged. Everybody was in shock. Pate had just gotten home from work around 2.30 Friday afternoon uh, when the crash happened. Five children were sitting in the living room at the time of the crash. He believes a couch saved their lives. The love seat slid around and kind of made a barrier. The back of it was high, and I think the kids just slid with the love seat, Pate said. The 10-year-old girl who was driving was not injured. But Pate heard her talking with police after they arrived on the scene. With a confession like that, just, yep, I wanted to do it. I did it on purpose. Well, it's worse than that. The center is not holding. The police officer couldn't believe what she said. He said, excuse me? And the girl said, I wanted to kill people. What? And he said, I'm sorry, what did you say? And she said, I wanted to kill people. Um, what did this poor child, what, what were what the first 10 mean? years of her life like? Are you kidding me? Seconds before, Christina Bryan was driving north on New Cut Road when the truck slammed into her vehicle. Bryan's car hit it so hard. Bryan's car hit so hard it spun several times, creating cuts in the pavement. Her vehicle was totaled. When I heard it was a 10-year-old girl, my first reaction should have been, is she okay? But when I, when I looked down, there she was walking from the truck to get into the back of a cop car. I knew she was okay, said Brian, who has minor injuries and bruises. Where were the parents when this little girl even got into the car? Yeah. How did the girl even get access to the keys? Pate, uh, whose house was hit, has the same question. His family is renting the home, and the Red Cross stepped in to help, but the family will be displaced for a month Pate says he forgives the girl, but what he really wants, he hasn't gotten. All we want is an apology from the family. We haven't heard from them and haven't heard from anybody, he said. Both Pate and Brian say they plan to take legal action against the girl's family. Uh, Reporting isn't what it used to be. I can only conclude that uh, she must have uh, rammed the house and then backed out and got back on the street, and that's when she hit the motorist. And, And then... Uh, she was stopped by the police. Uh, she wanted to kill people. That. I guess I don't have words. No. You know. Being that young and, and having that desire. Uh, but 10, plus, 10 is beyond. I mean, she knew what she was doing. 10 is beyond the age of reason. But it sounds like suing this family. Uh, that's probably that, not a lot in the that, pot. That might be the least of their problems. I thought of you over the weekend, Joe. The, long, the long holiday weekend. Yeah. And you know how. Your message a couple of weeks ago, and I forget after which story, but it was, you know, we have to be more uh, diligent. We have to be more observant. We just, we have to pay more attention to mm-hmm. to what's going around. I forget the, the the exact verbiage that you used. I don't know. Maybe was it following the Halloween terrorist attack th- in New York City? I think that might have been it. Yeah. But 
I was in a situation where I, I had my two boys. It was just me. We were out doing some shopping and what have you. I remember it was Friday because my wife had to work. And I remember it, uh, happening upon a family in which dad was paying zero attention to his two boys who were, I would say, 11 and 8. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, at what point do, do, do I, is it my responsibility to say something? Well, what do you mean paying zero attention? Were the kids in trouble? Yeah, they were causing they, they were causing mischief towards other people in a public in a public setting in the store. Yes, and I thought, and buddy, you wanted dad to step in. I and- almost I almost said something to him, but I thought I'm with my two boys. I don't want to cause a scene. Yeah, and that's the only. Had I been by myself, I would have said something, but not when I got my two kids with me. Yeah, because you got to be careful of the retaliation, right? You can handle yourself, but you don't want any kids to get hurt. Correct. So, yeah. I, and I thought about that, but in the same case, at what point this girl obviously had has has fools guiding her through life. So, how did no one ever intervene at some point oh, here? This poor child. Uh, what what future does she face? None. Zero. Wow. Well, what happens to her right now? I have no idea. I mean, she's ten. She'll be so... put into the system. Go to juvie. She'll be put into the system, and and uh, there are people huh. in place that would. I don't know if they'll try to get to the bottom of it, but she she will be become a ward of the state, I would imagine. However, temporarily, I who knows? Sounds like her parents haven't been paying attention. So, uh, but I think it's a significant enough story. Where did I get the story? Well, it's a TV news site story, WDRB, and uh, so I don't know if anybody will, will ever do any follow up on it, but it's. Uh, it's just a crying shame that a little girl in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, would would have reached this point in her life at at, at the age yeah, of only right. ten. Very ten. Doesn't sound like they had a happy Thanksgiving. No, it, it sounds like it might be a little dysfunction, more dysfunctional than the Mikulski family. GL will be back, will be back in just a moment. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 8. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. It's partly sunny and 60 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Uh, the Gophers volleyball team earned the number seven overall seed in the NCAA Division I Volleyball Championships. They'll host the University of North Dakota this Friday night. The Gophers host the first and second round matches with Louisville competing against Northern Iowa in the other first round match on Friday. The winner of those matches square off Saturday night at 6 o'clock. The Gophers beat the Fighting Hawks 3-zip in the first round of last year's tournament. Eight Big Ten teams made the tournament. Carl Anthony Towns, 32 points, 12 rebounds. The Timberwolves beat Phoenix 119-108 last night. Uh, Minnesota has four games in six days now, starting tomorrow night. Washington in town for a game at the Target Center on Tuesday. The Minnesota Wild in action tonight. They're on the road in Winnipeg. Boy, they didn't look very good Saturday night. The Wild? Yeah. yeah. Pretty weak. <laughs> They're playing well, though. I mean, no, uh, in terms no. of no, no, no well, no, not, okay, no, they're, they're not, not playing well, no. but they've uh, never mind. Yeah, well, I know we shouldn't. They question got a nice Johnny. streak going. Johnny is Mister. No, they don't. They just well, lost. Well, but they had what have they won? Seven of their last uh, nine or ten? No, that's no, your address. That's your address. Well, <laughs> you sure you're not thinking of the Gophers? Well, maybe, maybe. Basketball. Yeah, I don't know. 
Well, am I thinking of the wrong team? I, I think, think you, you are. are. Yeah. Well, better go check this after this. Uh, it's been a long weekend, John. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. I've been on vacation or something. You call this a transfer of sports confidence. Huh? <laughs> Newest notes from today. A 15-year-old boy arrested following a garage fire at a St. Cloud apartment complex Saturday night. St. Cloud police report officers responding to the fire on West Germain Street around 834. There, they discovered a garage on fire with flames visible through the roof. The garage was located in a row of eight, all detached from the apartment complex. A release says an investigation indicated the fire was allegedly started by the 15-year-old from St. Cloud. He was taken into custody, brought to the Stearns County Jail. Authorities do not believe the juvenile had ties to the garage where the fire was started. According to the release, three different garages sustained heavy fire damage. Uh, Several others nearby suffered minor damage from smoke initial estimates, but the cost of the fire at around $130,000. The St. Paul Brazza Rotisserie location posted to Facebook last night that one of its employees was hit by an SUV while leaving work on his bike. According to the Post, Jose Hernandez had finished his shift at the location on Grand Avenue early Sunday morning. I can't picture this place. Uh, down by um, I can Grand picture, Creamery. Well, I can picture Grand and 7th, but I can't picture where this restaurant is. It's on Grand. Yeah, but it's... Is it's, it up on Grand? It's up on Grand. So, oh, it's, so it's, he was he was a long way from his employment when he got hit. Yes. Okay. He was wearing his helmet and a lit headlamp, according to authorities. The employee was riding his bike through the intersection of Grand Avenue and 7th Street West when the driver of an SUV ran a red light and hit him without stopping. Oh, my God. The restaurant reported the employee, Jose Hernandez, remained in critical condition at Regions Hospital. Uh, police report the vehicle is believed to be a tan or beige SUV. It would have front-end damage. Anyone with information about the vehicle or the driver is asked to call the St. Paul Police Department. Not that I want to condemn this this man's actions. Obviously, he's dead, and it's, he didn't do anything wrong. But I know he's, he's not dead. I thought, oh, I thought you said he passed. I'm sorry. Critical. Critical, Critical. I'm sorry. But I... I know a young woman who does the same thing, who rides her bike to and from her weekend night shift, and she rides it home at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning well, on the weekend. She's an idiot. Well, that's what I told her. I said, "You are you kidding me? You're, you're trusting Does she get access to a car? I believe she does. Well, then she's a fool. That's what I told her. Yeah. Authorities in northeastern Minnesota say the body that washed up on Lake Superior Beach over the weekend is a Minnetonka man. Lake County Sheriff's Office's 45-year-old Derek Hansen was found Saturday morning near Split Rock Lighthouse near Two Harbors. Officials say the investigation so far suggests that Hansen drowned, but circumstances involving the death are still under investigation and autopsy will be conducted. The lawyer for President Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, met this morning with members of special counsel Robert Mueller's team. The latest indication both sides are talking about a possible plea deal. Trump's legal team confirmed late last week that Flynn's attorney, Robert Kellner, alerted the team he could no longer engage in privileged discussions about defense strategy in the case, a sign that Flynn is preparing to negotiate with prosecutors over a deal that it could include testimony against the president or senior White House officials. That process would be typically including of a series of off-the-record discussions, which prosecutors lay out in detail for Flynn and his lawyers what they have in their investigation. Would reach today, Keller declined to comment on the nature of this morning's visit to Mueller's offices in Washington. U.S. military says it's carried out an airstrike against the Islamic State group in northeastern Somalia. They say they killed one extremist. The statement from the U.S. Africa Command says the airstrike was carried out in coordination with Somalia's government. The U.S. early this month began targeting the small but growing presence of the Islamic State group in Somalia. 
The Trump administration earlier this year approving expanded military efforts against extremists in the Horn of African Nation, primarily the homegrown and Al-Qaeda-linked Al-Shabaab. Black Friday was a big day for sales in general, and uh, it was a big day for gun sales. The FBI receiving more than 233,000 requests for background checks on gun purchases on Black Friday. The agency said in an email, that's a record for any one day ever. Black Friday becoming a popular day to buy guns, according to the FBI. Their previous record-setting days for background checks on firearm purchases were set on Black Friday in 2016 and 2015. The boost in gun sales comes as firearms makers are slashing prices because of an inventory glut built up after the industry increased production and it fears the Obama administration would tighten gun control laws. At the same time, according to the experts, the retail gun market is changing. Outdoor gear and firearms retailers, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's are merging, while rival Gander Mountain is liquidating. Dick's Sporting Goods, meanwhile, has cited soft sales in its hunting business. Officials say a man trying to flee from a Philadelphia prison halfway house by hiding in a dumpster had to be freed from a trash truck this morning. Officials at the Kintock Group House said the man hid in the bin outside the facility, but then it was emptied into a truck at about 5.30. The 31-year-old man was stuck for two hours before crews were able to free him. The man was taken to Temple Hospital for treatment of lower extremity injuries, according to CBS Philadelphia. No word on his condition, but according to witnesses, the man could be seen moving his arms on a stretcher after the rescue. The halfway house serves as an interim stop before offenders re-enter the general population. It's not clear how rescuers knew the man was stuck. No other details have been released, and there was no explanation as to why the man may have tried to run away. Is that rock bottom? <laughs> Well, nope. Sleeping in a trash truck? But if you're... Pretty close, isn't it? Uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. But if you're in the halfway house, yeah. pretty much you're you're done. You're done with your sentence. Why would you... Why, yeah, why run? Why would you go away from that and no. then risk going back to the, the big house, no. as we say? The big house. Yeah. The big house. <laughs> right. Shawshank. 1941. <laughs> yeah, the chain same. gang. Yeah, the chain same. gang. <laughs> More than 500 black bears have returned to parts of their historic range in the Great Basin of Nevada, where the species disappeared almost 80 years ago, according to scientists. A new study says genetic testing confirms the bears are making their way east from the Sierra Ranges north and south of Lake Tahoe along the California line. In some cases, recent generations have moved hundreds of miles to sites near the Utah line, marking a rare example of large mammals recolonizing areas where they'd been wiped out. John Beckman, a conservation scientist for the Wildlife Conservation Society in Bozeman, Montana, co-authored the study. He said the recovery of large carnivores is relatively rare globally. It concludes the bear populations originating in western Nevada mountain ranges have the genetic diversity necessary to sustain the new subpopulations. The findings are the result of a partnership between wildlife management and geneticists based on bear hair and blood samples taken over the past 20 years. That, according to Jason Mullaney, he's an environmental scientist at the University of Nevada, Reno, who led the study. And Ramsey County is looking for a new developer to transform a prime riverfront spot in downtown St. Paul. Ooh. Earlier this month, the Ramsey County Board approved a request for development at the former Ramsey County Jail and West Publishing Buildings. Land is located at Wabasha Street and Kellogg Boulevard and overlooks the Mississippi River. Plans for a $225 million upscale hotel, residential and office space fell through a few months ago after the developer and the county board couldn't work out the details. 
Now the Ramsey County Board is looking for developers with the best ideas for that site. The Ramsey County Board says they hope to approve a deal, have a plan, and finalize design for the site by the fall. Let's hope that that Ramsey County Board uh, does something creative and allows the developer to do something fun because they need that. We have nothing on our riverfronts. Nothing. That's way up there, though. It's not on the river. It's I way know, it's up there. Great views. Yeah, it's a hell of we got to do something creative. Hell of a view. Open your creative mind, yeah. board. Yeah. Board. Uh, <laughs> Sam Ryan coming up. Got it. Channel 5 Weather Center. Hi, well, thank you, Joe. It's uh, certainly been a flip-flop now. We're adding uh, day five onto the above-average temperatures uh, streak, and uh, we started the month off, however, well below average. So we're going to see this mild streak continue. We just hit 60 at the airport overnight tonight. We'll see partly cloudy skies, so some of these clouds are going to be moving through, and uh, we'll start the morning off a little cloudy tomorrow. Uh, we'll drop down to a low near 40, and then tomorrow we'll have afternoon sunshine returning. Up to 45, the winds will be breezy again. They'll be out of the west-northwest around 15 to 20 miles per hour. On Wednesday, the winds diminish. We'll have mostly sunny skies, a high of 44. And then on Thursday, again, mostly sunny, uh, a little cooler, however, up to only 37 this time, but that's still above the average. Then back up to 40 on Friday. The mild streak continues Saturday, 42. And then finally, we have some changes moving in on Sunday. Sunday, the clouds move in, and uh, we'll hit a high of 46 degrees with a chance of rain showers Sunday night and into Monday. And then beyond that, it does look like we'll finally start to see at least the resemblance of a winter weather pattern. So uh, enjoy the mild streak while you can. Enjoy. I have your records. November 27. 64. 64. 1998. 1998. And 13 below. 13 below. 1872. 1872. Thank you. All right, thanks. You know, I love the Royals. You know that I love the Royals. <laughs> yeah. I love the pomp and circumstance. Yes. I love the BS. Yep. I, I just love it. It's theater. It's wonderful theater. I'm glad I don't have to pay for it, but it's wonderful theater. Right. Well, you know, Harry and uh, Meghan Markle are now engaged. I was uh, that was a text I received early on this morning. Why? Uh, somebody in my family was very excited about that. Hmm. There's going to be a royal wedding. Well, I love that. Yeah, that'll be televised. <laughs> yes. And uh, I forgot where I uh, completely forgot where I was going. Uh, well, so uh, oh, I was going to say they make a handsome couple, don't they? Uh, yes. Uh, Harry's a bit of a rapscallion. I like that about him. That's uh, that's what intrigues so many of uh, the female types to him. And, and Megan is uh, seems to have a mind of her own, and yeah. uh, they're going to shake up the old castle, aren't they? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, you know when uh, when a prince gets married, like Prince Harry, uh, they have some strange wedding traditions they have to follow. I, I was unaware of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I knew there was they had to follow some rules, but oh, yeah. no, can you they, cite a couple examples? Of- well, uh, they uh, uh, he has to wear an army uniform. Is he? Well, military. I think they're both uh, sure. former military, yeah, right, or mm-hmm. still in. I'm not sure which. Uh, the, uh, well, I'm trying to find them here. Uh Okay, so the British gonna... tabloids are just going uh, over the top, as you can imagine. Uh, the prince means wearing a military uniform on your wedding day. That tradition dates back to Prince Albert. Okay, yeah, he was the first one to say, "You know what? I'm not going to go with the traditional tuxedo. Let's down the military uniform." Prince William 
uh, wore a red uniform from the Irish Guards. He holds the honorary rank of colonel for his ceremony. In 1981, Prince Charles wore his full-dress naval commander uniform uh-huh. for his wedding to Diana. I think I remember Harry that. will also wear a military uniform, as it is tradition for royal grooms to get married in military dress. So we don't know what uh, outfit he's going to wear. Uh-huh. It's, gonna, his, it's his choice, but we know it'll be military. He's going to have the—he uh, has to have the military suit on. Uh, they get— uh, they get to avoid all seating plan politics and uh, headaches by laying down the law. The royal family always sits on the right-hand side of the church. Okay. That's so you're... So there's no... All those reserve signs are for the royals. Yeah, they get to be on the right side of the... Uh, they get all the right-sided pews. Got it. Right. Uh, and they also get to have as much cake as they want. That's is, part of the tradition. See, the royals have the tradition of, uh, well, you know, if you're at a wedding, you... Not you, maybe, but normal people would uh, uh, be grateful for their one slice of cake. Uh, I got gotcha. you. As peons, we would get one slice of got cake, yes. but they can have as much cake. Uh, they can have as much cake as they want. Sure. I've never seen a diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to have the traditional fruit cake. Now, why not? Well, who's the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge? Is that? I don't want to hear that song. Oh, you don't want to hear Royals? No. Underneath it? No, I don't. Who was the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge? Is that, On it. Is that William and uh, Kate? William and Kate Middleton? I, I think so. See, they didn't go with the traditional fruit uh, cake. They went for the uh, chocolate fudge cake. That's what you want. Unless it's a strawberry souffle. Well. So he went with the chocolate fudge cake. We don't know who the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are. Was that Charles and Diana? Was that uh, William and Kate? He's looking right now. You know, when you see the son, yeah. Prince William, yeah, he kind of looks like a little Louis Anderson. A little bit. Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. A little Louis? Yeah. Do you know that the custom also has it that uh, the prince, uh, Harry, uh, will not wear a wedding ring? Hmm. Why not? That's, that's, well, that's the custom. That's the custom. Oh, wear the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I bet they got a great great selection of rings in that royal family. Well, I'm telling you though, that's that's that. Why do you think I like the royals? I like the nonsense. Yeah, I like the protocol. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the pageant. You see the the rings cased in a beautiful a velvety mahogany box as something, it's, something like as that. it opens, it creaks sure, a little bit. Sure. And Harry uh, Harry is anticipated uh, to also not wear a ring, although Meghan's already sporting the Meghan uh, the uh, uh, the Megan Sparkle. Yeah, she. I saw a picture of the ring. Yeah. It looks, I mean, they do it right. Prince Charles wore his wedding ring from his marriage to Diana on his little finger even after her death, removing it in early 2005. But I later read a correction on that, that he was wearing some other kind of ring on his pinky finger. Oh. Yeah. And then he oh. married uh, Ashta Bueller, or whatever her name is. Uh, the no. Duchess of Corn... Um, Cornwall. 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 Yeah, it's Cornwall, I believe. What's her name? Yeah. Camilla. Camilla. Camilla Parker Bowles. That's right. Camilla she, Parker Bowles. She can't be a uh, queen or anything. No, she? no. She, uh, the I, protocol says no. I thought her name was Camilla Rangoon. No. But Chris, her favorite... Chris. That's, that's not a pun! Yeah, it is. It is. It is dreadful. And that you are not allowed to do those. Who is uh, his favorite... British magician. Oh, no. Who? Which? Who? I don't know. I don't know any British magicians, but I. I... You're really knocking me off the train here. Yeah, you? I know. I know. But I'm just. Uh... 
Charles now wears her wedding ring again after marrying the Duchess of Cornwall. Yes. Cornwall. (laughs) Who was the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge? Did you find out yet? Rook said it already. Who? Who is it? Kate and what's his name? Uh, William. uh, William? William and Kate. Oh, they went for the chocolate fudge. Yeah. (sighs) Went for the fudge. Chocolate fudge cake. They went for the fudge cake. The Prince of Corn what? Cornwall. Uh, You're uh, thinking of Beavis. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, they have these peculiar rules that they have to adhere to. Got it. Uh, Bizarre protocol, whimsical and romantic a royal wedding may be. They're awfully steeped in these dusty traditions. What'd you find? Okay. What'd you find? Uh, His his favorite British magician is Ben Handen. Ben Handen? His real name is Ben Hanlon. Ben Handen. Ben Handelin, maybe. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's better than David Copperfield. Well, plus he doesn't have to wear a wedding ring. We're going to have a 6 right. o'clock meeting. Oh, are you ben Handelin. Ben Handelin Strange, uh, strange ben traditions Handelin. they have in the... Uh, yeah. It's really... Cr- I mean, what, Isn't the, that, what did this wow. stop? <laughs> crazy? Right. Give me that ring. What's going on? It's 58 degrees. 60, I was official. 60 is official from Sammy Ryan. We're only a couple degrees cooler than San Diego at this moment. I'll take it. Is Megan Markle's American, right? She joins I, a, I, a, a numerous Americans who have become royalty. Grace Kelly and what have you. Where was she born? I have no idea. I'm going to look that up. Wasn't she a reality TV star? Uh, I'm unfamiliar with her. Mm-hmm. I just I, I know that I they make too. a pretty good pair. I guess I am too. Although, uh, as I say, they make a terribly handsome couple. And... Uh, they're going to live in a little cottage in the back of Kensington. Isn't that Palace. cute? Isn't that, Isn't nice? that I think that's Isn't charming. That Isn't that sweet? Quite charming, yes. Uh, Patrick's back, and he'll be joining us shortly. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis, 